Breakfast. Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time to take a look at the bigger picture this morning. Federal Reserve officials are damping optimism that the central bank's tightening cycle may be nearing its peak. Ah, a lot of people not very happy we just said that. <laughs> it's all about the Fed's peak as we head into the next FOMC meeting in December. And so far, it does not look promising. And we are hearing from San Francisco Fed President Mary Daly that a pause in rate hikes is off the table. New York Fed President John Williams says the central bank should avoid incorporating financial stability risks into its considerations. And all this follows the biggest increase in eight months for US retail sales, which is outpacing estimates, just showing that the Fed tightening has still some work to do to temper down inflation. Let's unpack it with Thomas Tor. He is the head of APAC iShares Investment Strategy for BlackRock. Morning, Thomas. Hey, morning. Good to be here. Glad if you're on, Thomas. Now, let's get your overview first of market conditions because last week we had a bit of a rally. That seems to have fizzled out. What's going on, Thomas? Yeah, um, well, I mean, S&P is up around 15% since October lows and similar thing in, in Europe. And obviously, China is kind of uh, dancing to the, the sound of its own drumbeat at the moment. But yeah, I mean, it's all about how investors are interpreting the Fed and inflation. And, and I think this is kind of the, the issue in this current market with the volatility is, you know, one data point, which is better or worse than expected, mm. can send the market 10% either way. So I think that that's really the main concern at, at this point for most investors. Yeah, you've got this sense that investors are struggling for direction and almost any good news is enough to send them just going for a search for optimism. So right now, let's talk about the Fed tightening policy path. Where are we right now when it comes to the peak? Because you have some signs that we are possibly seeing a recession around the corner and there are also some signs that inflation are moderating in some fronts. How close are we to seeing that peak in rates? Well, I mean, the, the consensus is that we are nearly there, right? So terminal rate pricing at around 45 to 5%. But I think the point that we want to make is that no one really knows what it's going to be, right? And, you know, for us, what the market is currently pricing in, in regards to the economic damage that, that rate hikes and lo- mm. higher for longer is going to cause uh, is more around soft landing and not so much a recession. You know, for us, it's but we don't think that the current Fed path can actually manufacture a soft landing. So that's why we're a little bit more defensive than what the positioning has been over the last couple of weeks in terms of the big bounce that we've seen. Yeah, and part of that equation is what's happening with the supply side of things, because when you raise rates, it kind of addresses the demand side of things. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what we've been saying over the last six to nine months, which is, you know, the Fed can raise interest rates as aggressively as they want, but that doesn't really solve for the supply side issue. And this is a supply side uh, inflationary and supply side driven inflationary environment. So that's kind of the issue. I mean, that's what a lot of investors are looking at uh, unemployment data, Mm. you know, for the Fed to be able to manufacture inflation back to their target around 2%, you know, you're going to have to create this destruction or destroy a a lot of jobs in the U.S. And whether they're they're willing to do that is something that we continue to watch. But it it seems like to get to that level, they're they're going to have to significantly move the economy backwards, at least in in the U.S. and Europe. Yeah, Thomas, you pointed out there are a lot of moving parts to this equation, and one of them is China. So we've gotten some signs, at least rumors, that China may be reopening soon. Uh, What are we looking out for? Or if and when that happens, are we looking for investors to now get in when there's actually cheap prices for markets in China right now? 
Well, that's what we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks. But, you know, what I would say here is that, you know, obviously the, the reopening story is very good news. On the other hand, you know, no one really knows how long that reopening is going to take, right? You're talking about the world's most populated uh, country, a second biggest economy, uh, and, a, and a huge, a huge land uh, area as well. So moving back to full reopening is going to be very, very difficult, and it's going to take a lot of time. So you know, what, I, what I've kind of seen over the last few weeks with this big China rebound, I think a little bit of, of, of valuation, bottom fishing, but I think mostly it is kind of covering short positions, particularly in offshore China, Hang Seng Tech, and also for the, for the global investors that have been very much underweight, uh, Chinese equities trying to bring that that weighting a little bit uh, uh, closer to neutral. So I don't think it's really based on on huge optimism or long term positioning. It's a little bit a little bit more short term. Investors are still taking quite a wait and see approach to to Chinese equities and bonds at this point. And when it comes to Europe, where there is a lot happening right now, of course, the latest is what's happened in Poland with the explosions. How do you view it affecting markets and of course commodities? Um, well, it, I mean, commodities has, it has a huge impact. But you know, it, when we look at Europe, I mean, that's that is the region that is most uh, likely to, to move into a recessionary environment uh, relatively soon. Uh, you know, how much of that is is in the valuation at the moment? That's a, that's probably a different consideration. But you know, inflation in Europe is is a big issue at the moment, particularly in you know we saw that yesterday with with the UK CPI data, which surprised to the upside as well. So. You know, Europe is, is a difficult place to be investing at the moment and is more impacted by the Ukraine situation and, and what's happening there. So, you know, Europe is, is, is a bit of a tough sell at the moment mm. for, for most investors. All right, Thomas, let's take a step back and head into next year's view of markets. How would you be allocating your monies and where would you be you know, cutting exposure from? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, when we look at next year, uh, well, hopefully it's going to be a better year than this year. That's, that's the first thing we can say. I don't think we are out of the woods yet in terms of the bear market situation that we are in and, and recessionary environment, all that kind of thing. We, we're still relatively defensive. Uh, so, you know, for us, it's still about having uh, a balanced portfolio, uh, picking some some sectors and countries which which you can get some alpha in. You know, I think emerging markets will be quite interesting next year. You know whether you include China in that or not is is up, is up to the individual investor. But if the U.S. dollar does start to peak, uh, then that will obviously be good for for emerging markets. So in terms of a bottoming out situation, the areas we're looking at emerging markets and also value the value factor. But for now, we're still quite defensive in terms of you know being in sectors like healthcare. Energy is still quite interesting, I think, and then just being more into higher quality type uh, of positions, both in fixed income uh, and in equities as well. Mm. How about a financial space with the rising rates? Is that going to benefit banks? You would think so, but it, it hasn't really had that impact. So one thing that's quite interesting, if you look at the ETF flows, we've been seeing outflows from financials throughout the entirety of the year, despite the, the moves in the yield curve. And you know, what we actually saw last month was some investors moving back into financials. So that, that, that is quite interesting. But I think in terms of what's driving that at the moment, it is, it is more the overall concerns about uh, recession and also, you know, whether or not the Fed can actually get inflation back down to that sort of 2 to 3%. So, uh, you know, in terms of a cyclical exposure, it could be interesting. But in terms of the U.S. dollar move and, and where we think rates are going, we're not exactly sure whether, whether financials are the place to, to be investing at the moment. All right. Great overview of the markets. We've been chatting with Thomas Tall. He is the head of APAC iShares Investment Strategy for BlackRock. Thomas, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks for having me.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.